I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of February 17. In the news, Armenia's Foreign Affairs Minister Arat Mirzoyan is in Turkey this week. 120,000 people in Artsakh continue to remain under siege as Azerbaijan's blockade of the Lachin Corridor continues, and Armenia and Azerbaijan continue to discuss the next phase of the peace process. Armenia's Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan was in Turkey this week. On February 15, Mirzoyan met with his Turkish counterpart Mevlut Çavuşoğlu in Ankara. The two foreign ministers held a closed-door meeting, after which they made statements for the press. Mirzoyan expressed condolences to the families of the thousands of victims of the devastating earthquake, to the people and government of Turkey, and wished a quick recovery to all injured, saying one of the most bitter pages in the history of my people was the devastating earthquake of Spidak in 1988, and today we can relate to the grief that befell thousands of families in Turkey. The Armenian foreign minister also thanked Çavuşoğlu for his words of appreciation for the Armenian rescuers and for the Armenian presence and support. During his address, Mirzoyan added that being in Turkey at this difficult moment, he would like to once again reiterate the readiness and willingness of the Republic of Armenia to build peace in the region and particularly to normalize relations, establish diplomatic relations, and fully open the border between Armenia and Turkey. Mirzoyan also noted that an agreement has been reached to jointly repair the historic Ani Bridge as well as take care of the relevant infrastructure ahead of the full opening of the border. Thanking Armenia for its support and solidarity, Çavuşoğlu stated that the normalization process in the South Caucasus region is ongoing. We believe that our cooperation in the humanitarian field will support this process, he said. In that regard, Çavuşoğlu pointed not only to the continuous efforts to improve Turkish-Armenia relations, but also Armenian-Azerbaijani peace talks. On the same day, Mirzoyan also visited the town of Adiyaman, where the Armenian rescue team was carrying out search and rescue operations. The Armenian-Turkish border, which has been closed for 30 years after Turkey shut it down in solidarity with Azerbaijan, this was during the first Nagorno-Karabakh war, was opened for Armenian trucks loaded with humanitarian aid. The Armenian government allocated over 157 million dirhams, this is almost 400,000 U.S. dollars, from its reserve fund to provide humanitarian aid to the earthquake-affected population in Turkey and Syria. Humanitarian cargo was sent twice by air to Syria and twice by land to Turkey. And Armenian rescuers have already returned from Syria and the Armenian rescuers are returning by land from Turkey. The Office of the High Commissioner for Diaspora Affairs reported that 13 Armenians died in Syria and Turkey as a result of the earthquakes. The overall death toll in Syria and Turkey has surpassed 41,000. Artsakh has been under blockade for 68 days now. The gas supply remains cut. On February 15, Azerbaijan briefly restored the natural gas supply but shut it off again after a few hours. The overload of the power supply system has led to chains of breakdowns. With the gas supply cut, snowfall, and freezing temperatures, the load on the power supply system has increased significantly, resulting in breakdowns and leaving households with no power for unscheduled periods of time. In relation to the blockade this week, Azerbaijan's foreign minister, Jehun Bayramov, told Karen Donfried, the U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, that the demands of the Azerbaijani eco-activists who have blockaded the Lachin Corridor since December 12 have not been met yet. The European Union is closely monitoring developments along and around the Lachin Corridor and their humanitarian implications, said the EU High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Joseph Borrell, 
He went on to say that the EU is seriously concerned about the suffering caused to the local population due to continued restrictions on free movement and the supply of essential goods. Borrell said that he is in constant close contact with the parties together with Toivo Klar, the special representative of the EU in the South Caucasus. And amid the blockade and the unfolding humanitarian crisis in Artsakh, President Aray Karutunyan has initiated constitutional changes to enable the National Assembly of Artsakh to elect a president if the position is left vacant. The reforms package has already been presented to the parliament. And Artsakh's prosecutor's office launched a criminal case against former Secretary of Artsakh Security Council Vitali Balasanyan for abuse of power during his tenure. Balasanyan was sacked back in January and there were um, no explanations given at the time and now he is officially charged. And during the cabinet meeting on February 16, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan said that Armenia has completed the work on the next phase of the draft treaty on peace and establishing relations with Azerbaijan, adding that the proposals of the Armenian side have been forwarded to Azerbaijan. The document has also been sent to OSCE men's group co-chair countries. Earlier, Security Council Secretary Armin Grigorian had stated that the text which will be sent to Azerbaijan may have Nagorno-Karabakh mentioned. He told reporters on February 14 that Armenia supports direct discussions between Stepanagert and Baku on the rights and security of the Armenians in Nagorno-Karabakh as part of an internationally visible mechanism, and the peace treaty, which is now under development, could address that mechanism. And while the peace treaty is under development, an Armenian soldier was wounded on February 14 near the village of Norabak in the Gerarkunik region. According to preliminary information, the serviceman was wounded by Azerbaijani gunfire. An investigation is underway to clarify the circumstances of the incident. Also on February 14, Russia's President Vladimir Putin and Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev discussed the situation in the South Caucasus over the phone, underscoring the importance of taking steps to ensure security and stability on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. And this week, Igor Khovaev, the special representative of the Russian Foreign Ministry on the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and also, this is in parentheses, the Russian co-chair of the OSCE Minsk Group, was in Baku, where he met with President President Ilham Aliyev and Foreign Minister Jehun Bayramov. The Armenian-Azerbaijani normalization process and the peace treaty were discussed. Khovaya visited Yerevan last week. On February 10, Foreign Minister Mirzoyan had a phone conversation with Karen Donfried, the U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs. Mirzoyan and Donfried discussed regional security issues. Views were exchanged on the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the humanitarian crisis in Nagorno-Karabakh. Mirzoyan reaffirmed the urgent need to lift Azerbaijan's illegal blockade of the Lachin Corridor and restore its regular regime, defined by the trilateral statement of November 2020 without any preconditions. And also this week, Vyacheslav Volodin, the chair of the Russian State Duma, warned Armenia against the involvement of the EU in mediation of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Volodin said that the European Parliament and the Council of Europe's Parliamentary Assembly, this is PACE, will only strain regional tensions. According to him, Armenia and Azerbaijan should stick to their agreements brokered by Russia during and after the 2020 war. 
and those who make statements in the direction of European institutions may simply lose the country, warned Volodin. He said that the European Parliament, PACE, and other Western bodies have never settled any conflict and have instead caused the breakup of Yugoslavia and the ongoing war in Ukraine. Volodin made these statements during a meeting with Azerbaijan's parliament speaker, Sahiba Gavarova, during talks held in Moscow. Maria Zakharova, the representative of the Russian Foreign Ministry during a press briefing, said that the OSCE Minsk Group has been thrown into the dustbin of history. If anyone has undermined the efforts of the Armenian Azerbaijani settlement, it is the Western countries led by the United States, she said. She also explained that the Minsk Group was thrown into the dustbin of history after the American and French co chairs stopped cooperating with the Russian co chair in February 2022 under what she called a fictitious pretext. The decision of Armenia not to conduct exercises of the forces of the Collective Security Treaty Organization, that's the CSTO, on its territory is the right of any state of the association. Colonel General Anatoly Sidorov, head of the CSTO Joint Staff, announced this on Tuesday at a press conference. Instead, the exercises called Indestructible Brotherhood 2023 will be held in Kyrgyzstan. Well, just as a reminder, these exercises were supposed to be held in Armenia, mm-hmm. but Armenia declined to host them. And during the same press briefing, Sidorov said that if the situation warranted the involvement of CSTO forces in the Caucasus region, certain plans have already been developed. I think that the CSTO member states will be ready to lend a shoulder to their ally, he said. In January, the EU, as we have reported uh, in the past, decided to deploy a 100-person strong civilian monitoring mission on the Armenia-Azerbaijani border for two years. It's called the EUMA. The mission is expected to arrive in Armenia next week, and the mission will be led by a German federal police officer and will include 15 German uh, police officers. And two co-rapporteurs of the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe for the monitoring of obligations and commitments by Armenia will make a fact-finding visit to the country from February 17 until the 20th. They are set to meet the Speaker of the National Assembly, the Deputy Foreign Minister, the Deputy Defense Minister, and other officials and representatives of the diplomatic community. Meetings are also scheduled in the cities of Jermuk, Goris, and Vartanis with representatives of the local authorities. Prime Minister Nigel Pashinyan is in Germany to participate in the Munich Security Conference taking place from February 16th to the 19th. Last night, he had an informal meeting with President of the European Council, Charles Michel. They touched upon regional security and stability as well as Armenia-EU cooperation. Uh, at the time of recording, it is not clear if Pashinyan will meet with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev, who is also participating in the security conference. It is clear, however, that Pashinyan will not be speaking at a panel discussion entitled Moving Mountains, Building Security in the South Caucasus with the Azerbaijani and Georgian Presidents. This week, Deputy Defense Minister Garen Burudyan was in India on a working visit where he participated in the Aero India 2023 Defense Aviation Exhibition and the conference organized within its framework. During the visit, Burudyan also met with the Defense Minister of India. During the meeting, the possibilities of expanding cooperation, a number of issues of bilateral military and military technical cooperation were discussed. Six Armenian servicemen will stand trial for abandoning their positions during the Azerbaijani attack on Armenia on September 13-14, 2022. The servicemen were recruited within the three-month training of reserve troops. 
Last week, we reported that Armenia's parliament stripped opposition Armenia Alliance members Seran Ohanian and Armen Charchian of their parliamentary immunity. This week, criminal cases have been launched against them. Ohanian is charged with four counts of abuse of power allegedly committed during his tenure as defense minister, while Charchian is accused of issuing a fake medical examination when he was um, a member of a forensic medical commission in the case of Artur Sarkisian, known as the bringer of bread in the 2016 Yerevan hostage crisis. Also this week, the court has satisfied the motion filed by the prosecutors to issue an arrest warrant for former defense minister Vigen Sarkisian. Sarkisian is suspected of violating the rules and regulations of military housing program during his tenure and ordering respective officials to include 26 hand-picked servicemen, as well as three other individuals in the program who were otherwise neither eligible or on the waiting list. He is currently in the United States. The head of the engineering service of a military base in Armenia's Kirarkunik region has been charged with military negligence resulting in the death of a person amid the ongoing investigation into the January 19 fire in a military barracks that killed 15 servicemen and injured five others. This uh, was announced by the Office of the Prosecutor General today. According to prosecutors, the head of the engineering service failed to fulfill his duties to ensure fire safety in the barracks. Two other military personnel were arrested earlier. And former governor of Chirac, Nathalie Baldassarian, was appointed as assistant to Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan. Baldassarian had resigned from the position of governor on January 25 of this year without presenting any reason. She was appointed as governor back in November of 2021. Prior to her appointment, she was a parliament member from the ruling civil contract party. And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend. And we will be back again next week. Mm-hmm.